Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... So you find yourself kind of looking into what appears to be a living room. The light spills in from the outside a little bit, but it's hard to see inside. It's really dark. There's, again, that weird kind of glow that illuminates the room some, but from outside, looking in, it's kind of a weird disconnect of color, so it's hard to see inside. You do kind of see what looks like an occasional mound or run of cable all over the place, but you have to step inside to see anything better. Will, by any chance, look like a fireplace glow? Nah. Okay. Can I, like, wave my hand past the threshold? Does the other sign react in any way? Nope. If I get sucked in, burn it. Burn this house. But... (sighs) God. And I take my first step into the house. Yeah, you step onto some outdated but still well maintained carpet kind of once you're a couple feet in. Uh I want to take a quick search, see if there's any kind of like light switches or anything else like that. Yeah. Are you, what's your search at? Uh, it's a sixty one, but I got a thirty two percent success anyway. You find one instantaneously. It's it's there. It's a normal house layout, but right by the door when you step in. Is it on the on position or off position? You would have no way of knowing that necessarily. Cool. I- Flip it. Nothing happens. Flip it a couple times. Nothing happens. Bullshit. Pull out my flashlight, and I try to light it. All right. And that, it sparks up. So is everyone else in the house at this point? I don't think we've all stepped in yet, but I want to roll an alertness to see if there's anything odd since he's stepped in and played light switch. Nothing physical happens. Like the house doesn't like make any weird sounds or like a trap doesn't spring on you or anything like that. Like nothing... Nothing I could notice. Yeah, nothing observable happens. Okay. I actually don't remember when you described this about the AK. Does it have a flash gun attachment or like a laser sight attached on the bottom or something? A laser sight. Okay. Well, I'll turn on the laser sight and I will wait for Florence's cue and then I'll cover the back. Florence is going to turn on her flashlight and kind of walk in with her shotgun at the ready. All right. So everyone's inside the house in theory at this point. Yeah, so at first kind of glance, you're looking around your flashlights, and what you were kind of seeing from the outside, you're seeing in a far more real way inside. So the inside of the house is a normal house, a little bit dusty. It's got furniture. It's got partially cleaned up after a meal next to the sink. You can see from where you're standing in the kitchen. But like just covering the house, not like a thick layer, but kind of an almost like spider-like random webways kind of running across the wall and the ceiling and the floor just kind of sneaking all over the place are these twisted lengths of what seem to be random cable 
some look like they might be cat six cables some are thicker extension cable style things some are like almost even like a package thick cable every once in a while and they're just everywhere like a spider web across the inside of this house and they're crisscrossing and they split off and reform some seem to go through walls or into walls some emerge from walls and other spots but like it's almost like being inside of a bird's nest of just kind of cables all over. It's not covering everything inside, but like it's just cable runs everywhere. And now that you're inside, you're realizing that the glow is coming from the cables. Like in small little, like almost like LEDs inside of the cables. There's kind of little pinpoints of light that seem to blink on and off. Maybe like a server, maybe like Morse code, maybe it's totally random. You're not sure at first glance, but they're what's providing the amount of light in the room. It's not enough to call it good lighting, but your eyes adjust pretty rapidly and you can see well. Like it's not outside, it's not perfectly illuminated, but it is kind of enough. Can I do the dumb thing and make an unnatural check to see if I can figure out what the fuck's going on with these wires? Yeah, sure. Uh, 46 failure. You've read some unnatural stuff. You've seen some unnatural stuff. Nothing covers unnatural networking as best you can tell. <laughs> Fair enough. I would like to try to make sense of the unsensible and roll unnatural as well. All right. 33% out of 22. Yeah, same deal. It's just a lot of really random seeming cables. You also can't see much of the house. So you're just kind of observing what you can observe from where you're standing. But like, maybe there's a cable running out of like, the drain for the sink but then it goes up the wall and then disappears into the air ducts or something it's like someone was decorating with cables for no apparent reason there's kind of random all over the place as best you can tell from where you're standing i want to since the lights were you said were kind of like blinking and they almost look like morse code but not too sure i'd like to check if it does look like it might be some sort of like light signaling like either morse code or like sos from boats yeah. Since I have a military background, I would know Morse code? Uh, yes. What is your SIG int at? My SIG int is at 20. That's not quite enough to know this immediately, but between your military background, the fact you do have some points in SIG int, this is not random necessarily. You're not sure what it's saying, but it's not random. Like, there's definitely maybe a pattern, a cycle... You can't quite put your finger on it, but yeah, you don't have high enough to kind of fully grasp what this stuff is. Wouldn't fall under military science. Well, no, nah, military science is land. It's not. Yeah, it's not really that. Like, this is some hard SIGINT type of stuff. Okay. Is it SOS? No. Mm. I mean, could he attempt to roll? Yeah. Uh, I'll, 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 let's, let's, let's roll for that. Okay. 57 out of 20 failure. Yeah, like I said, it's definitely something, but it's beyond your at this moment comprehension okay so i'll look at the team and i say this uh this blinking isn't random it's there's a pattern to it i don't know if it's like morse or something else i don't know if it's saying sos but it's this is not random i'm gonna recommend one of you guys see if you can find like some sort of morse code like you know alphabet and see if it matches any of the blinking patterns or look up sos or something yeah, just just cover me, and Florence will pull out her phone and do that, that search. No service. <sighs> Can I connect to Cairo importing? Oh, you're connected. It's just not giving you any data. I see. All right, so you're standing in the threshold of this house. You're kind of waving flashlights around. You see this kind of weird spiderweb of cables. Is it time to progress into the house? I think so. I think we should follow the cables. Of course. Yeah, let's go. 
So you make it a little bit more into the house. You're in the house at this point. You're easily kind of 10 feet away from the door or so. And looking around, the cables don't seem to go any one location specifically throughout the house, as best you can tell, just kind of standing there. But they all seem to kind of come back to what you'd guess at one point in time was Agent Francis's entertainment system, TV setup whatever the right phrase for it would be, wherever kind of it ever was, you can't quite tell. But it's almost like someone has gone through the house and pulled every single thing with a monitor or a screen and kind of haphazardly stacked it so it makes like one weird kind of amorphous screen and all the cables kind of seem to run back to this thing and like, it's almost like an altar and a statue. Very modern art. Like it's kind of this weird pile of cables and other electronics and the screens are kind of haphazardly stacked and arranged to make one big screen but not showing one image they're all showing individually on kind of various multiple sides i'm talking like every screen i'm saying like there's a game boy in one color next to a flat screen tv next to a computer monitor next to like a phone it's all just kind of forced into this and on all the screens there's this strange it sure looks like a logo, but you're not sure quite what it is. It looks kind of like an octopus. Maybe it's tentacles. It's got a camera-looking symbol in its forehead. Yeah, it's just kind of there. It's it's red on a black background. Occasionally, some of the screens flicker. You're seeing this kind of strange cephalopod-inspired logo just kind of there waiting for you. It's not malicious. It's just kind of there on the screens, like a very weird screensaver. It's on when you stepped into the house in theory. It isn't like it turned on to your presence as best you can tell. Do you walk through the rest of the house kind of as you're now into the house more? You're kind of your left is the living room where this kind of weird screen altar is. To your right is the kitchen area. There's a hallway that goes off to where you'd guess would be bedrooms, maybe Francis's office. The house isn't reacted to you being here yet. Like it's just kind of there, empty with all its furniture and remnants of people having been here not too long ago but like francis and his family or francis by himself it has this feeling that someone was here and then they just left and never came back as might happen to a delta green agent or something like that i think we should search the house and we should specifically look for spots francis might have stashed stuff delta green if he thought he was in danger he might have left a message somewhere you know what i mean you know him better than any one of us so if that's the play, do that. All right, so you're going to go down the hallway that kind of goes towards the rest of the house? Yeah. All right, so you couldn't see what you were standing because of the darkness, but now that you're in it, this hallway, despite also being covered over in all these kind of strange cable paths, the cables are resting on top of a wallpaper. And the wallpaper is just hundreds, maybe thousands of printouts. It's all kind of very generic-looking stuff. You know, Cider of the Dogs, adoption papers, Agent Foxtrot's fireman license, photocopies of Florence's degrees, for work from the CDC, just normal stuff like that, you know. Why is my personal information all over Francis's house? I don't know. Let's focus. Let's look around, figure out what's going on, and deal with this place. You're going a little farther in now? Walk further in. Yeah, so you go a little bit farther in, it kind of goes from general information about all of you to there's a whole little kind of section about Agent Faustus. Someone's come through with a red Sharpie and crossed out all of the various paperwork pertaining to him. 
his fake death certificate, his time in the military, several bizarrely detailed descriptions of his black ops work as a Navy SEAL, you know, normal stuff anyone has access to. As you kind of walk past that, this is where things get a little bit weirder. Someone has gone through and printed out, you know, your, your group chat on your phones you've been using. Mm. We've been careful. New burner phones every time. Looking back, like, is it still the same behind us? No, it's not, no warpage has happened. You're just kind of walking through this place, and it's just someone paper mache it with all this information. And I will say that kind of now that you're looking at this saying, like, stuff like, we've used burners, just copies of those receipts, credit card information, some cell phone numbers, you know, normal stuff. Oh, God. We have the pictures that Clint and I have sent back and forth. Yeah. Let's keep moving. I don't want you all to see what's going on in my text yeah. messages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see that either. Are we almost through the house? Uh, you're just kind of walking through the hallway. This has been a slow kind of walk. Jeez, you've seen okay. all this stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, so kind of, and towards the end of that, like, again, it's it's really just normal information anyone can find on all of you. Definitely not photographs from you landing in the uh, San Diego airport, pictures of your car, pictures of you shooting the outside of the house or anything like that, the serial numbers of the firearms you're carrying right now, you know, normal stuff. Pictures of that view at the house that you're trying to kind of get in contact with the people. Yeah, sand check. Understandable. 5% success. 61% failure. 93 out of 32 failure. If you failed, it's 1d4 of sand damage, of helplessness. One. Four. Jesus. I'm going to try to offload some of that. All right. Wait, hold up. No, no, no. That requires willpower. I'm just going to eat that. Okay. All right. Eat that for right now. All right. So at the end of the hallway, or off your right when you're kind of walking down this, you pass what looks to be a teenage boy's room, just kind of based on the door. And then off towards the end of the hallway, there appears to be a bathroom, and then kind of two other rooms. Doors are open, kind of you can look inside the teenage room, son. Again, it's just the cables are everywhere. It's, again, like someone froze a teenager's room in time. There's just dust and maybe an open textbook. So where the rooms kind of split off at the end, there's a bedroom on the left, a bathroom between the two of them. And then on the right looks like an office of some kind. Could I make, like, I don't know, an intelligence check or a search check to think about where I... Because I've known Francis for a while to think, like, we're getting into his mindset. He might stash something, like, uh, anything related to Delta Green, you know? I'd say you know him well enough. His office would probably be a good place to start looking. Like, he'd keep yeah. that locked from the rest of his, from his kid. Like, it's, it's his personal space at that point. It wouldn't be suspicious for him to stash stuff. In there. To the office first, then. Hold up. Like, just give me a second. And I want to roll an alertness check to see if there's any, if I hear any sounds or anything else like that. Yeah. There's, there's photos of literally like 10 minutes ago. I think, is someone still here? 25% success alertness. Yeah. So notice two things. One is you're kind of looking around, kind of trying to find out, trying to piece this together. You hear the faint sound of a door bolt locking into place behind you all. Of course. And two, you kind of touch some of this weird paper mache wallpaper stuff, and some of it's still wet. We're not alone. Someone's still here. Well, no shit. That, these things are from like 10 minutes ago. Shh, shh. No, I mean, like, the door behind us just locked. Guns out. Keep an eye out. We need to make this quick, and we're going to have to fight for our lives outside. Dirt out of here. We should have burnt this place to the ground immediately. Lawrence, are you all right? Huh? Are you going to be okay to hold a gun? Or that wasn't your dominant hand, was it? Uh, no. Okay. She's like got the glove wrapped around the, the uh, um, I forget what they call it, the underside of a shotgun that you like rack. 
Gotcha. Office. 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 All right. While we're walking there, I want to run an alert check to see if there if I notice anything. I mean, aside for the cables and the blinking lights and the weird ambient glow and the fact that there's just lots of personal information posted around you, like photographs of your time in the CIA in various exotic locales and the occasional picture of maybe a contact you had or a translator you worked with at some point, like eh, nothing weird. Uh, of course. No, nothing weird about that. Foxtrot, do you want to cover back or do you want to take point now that we know that someone had locked the front door? Uh, I'll, I'll cover the back. If they lock something from behind us, I'd rather be, you know, be ready to turn around and shoot if I need to. Let's just right. keep going forward. Let's go to the office then. Office. So I guess, yeah, we all head over there as a group. All right, so you step into the office? Yeah. So this is the one part of the house that looks like something has been changed. So, like, all the filing cabinets have been pulled over. Everything's been scooped out of them. Every drawer kind of is pulled open. The in-kind contents dumped out and right, right full through. And on the desk, kind of amongst all this kind of searching chaos, there's just a simple white envelope addressed F-cell. Lawrence will, kind of, after we're in the room, kind of walk up to it and pick it up. Yeah, nothing nothing weird happens, just an envelope. I'm going to stand next to Florence and kind of trail my gun. Is is the door that we went through the only entrance? Is there like a window or anything else like that? Yeah, the front door appears to be the only entrance that you've seen so far, at least. Is there a closet? There's a closet in this room, yeah. Is it open? Yeah, this one's open because they've kind of ransacked it. It's just kind of standing there vacant. Like There were some cabinets inside the closet they kind of rifled through and dumped out. Okay. I'm just going to be next to Florence and kind of keep an eye out just in case if anything kind of comes out or pops out or whatever have you does the letter react the no no i'm gonna open it gonna open up the envelope yeah yeah so so you gotta kind of dump its contents out on the desk or you kind of like pull them out slowly one by one how you play in this i mean she like opens it and yeah dumps it out onto the desk yeah so you dump it out on the desk and it's a weird kind of collection of things the first thing you come across is several news clippings from collection of Chicago-based newspapers talking about a freak gas explosion in an affluent neighborhood, a gated community, if you will, and the unfortunate death of one Vicki O'Neill, followed up by uh, talks of a kind of freak terrorist organization attack in upstate New York, and several photos of Agent Francis and Agent Faustus that appear to have been shot from a car of some kind or something like that. Also a picture of Agent Foxtrot standing in a hotel room window, kind of looking out. Maybe it looks familiar, maybe it doesn't. Kind of feels like it might have been in New York or some kind like that. Next up, it's a series of newspaper clippings about the freak disappearances up in Vermont and the kind of thousands of live streamers and paranormal enthusiasts descend upon a small town causing havoc. There's a bit of a gap at that point. There's a kind of a note about an unfortunate hit-and-run accident involving a car getting T-boned here in San Diego. And then it picks up again with some time, uh, with kind of some mention of some weird culty activity down in Georgia, specifically um, <laughs> a couple kind of newspaper clippings from Savannah, Georgia, about some strange cult activity, the bizarre murders, uh, lots of kind of speculation on that. Hell, even a couple would appear to be like, you'd have to guess, uh, kind of quotes taken from some true crime podcasts that got way into weird murders happening there. And kind of last but not least, at kind of the bottom of this pile is a brochure for the Fraser Museum of Archaeology and the, and the college it was attached to, some travel brochures for Ann Arbor, Michigan, a 
couple pictures of exhibits there. You know, normal stuff that might be in an envelope. Is there anything written down? No, just kind of a collection of keepsakes and little mementos and newspaper articles and travel brochures. Lawrence, what did you find? The catalog of everything we've done together. What? I look at the team and I say, I swear to God, if this is pine the whole time. Put it, put it back in the envelope. We shall do so. Here. And I take out my lighter. No. No, no, no. It's fine. I'll, I have a fire glove. It's just a controlled. Look, the house is alive in some way. We don't know how it'll react to doing something like that. Fine. Fine. Lawrence is going to look around the room, like the books that uh, Francis might have, and see if any of them have like anything to do with Morse code, like the Morse code alphabet. What's left is kind of junk. Like whoever came through or cleaned out anything that might be interesting down to like the pens. I mean, does it look like they've found like uh, false walls and stuff where Francis might have kept a go back? Nothing like that. No. Florence is going to start searching around for that, like in his desk and everything. Yeah. Uh, give me a search. Can I add anything since I know Francis pretty well? Yeah, I'll give you a plus 10 for that. 96 failure. Oof. Yeah, you don't find it. Maybe he hit it too well. Maybe he hit it somewhere else. You're not quite sure. I know that I know him the best, but you two have a bit more experience with this. Somebody, one of you needs to look to see if he's got a false wall here somewhere, false bottom in his desk. Yeah, I got you. I'll do a search as well. All right. 73 out of 53 failure. I will be also searching. Just, hey, Foxtrot, let me, here, I got this. Just make sure that you still get your gun trained at the door. Okay. Well, I do so. Keep my gun trained at the door. 54 out of 61% success. Yeah, so kind of you're kind of padding around the walls. I mentioned you find like what feels like a, a newer section of drywall. Like the paint job is really well replicated, but it's not quite the same. And that feels like it might be something. I punch through it. Yeah. Now give me a strength check. Go baby. 41 out of 70% success. Yeah, you've already successfully bashed through it without kind of hurting yourself or anything like that. And yeah, there's this kind of a dark green duffel bag just kind of shoved up inside space at that point pull it out lawrence we'll grab it open sesame thank you and i grab it while he grabs that i want to kind of look over where he was there and do i notice if there are any of those crazy network cables going through that little area where the bag was or is it like untouched assume there are network cables at like every foot and a half two feet like it's just spider webbing all over the space I will say that kind of like, yeah, there, there were some network cables where he busted through kind of thing, but I will say there was kind of a bit of a hole there that now that you're looking at how there's a hole in the wall. You're saying, oh yeah, there's less network cables in like a six foot radius. Okay. Is there a space to kind of put the duffel bag down outside of the, the desk? Yeah. Cool. I just kind of throw everything on the desk off and just kind of lay it down and open it up. All right. So you open up the bag? Yes. All right. So inside the bag is one child's plastic shotgun what you'd guess is about half a million dollars in monopoly money a bunch no, of like caps no. for a cap gun and I, I don't know like some like little kids spy gear those like plastic bright colored like quote night vision goggles and stuff like that you can play spy i what this what hold up no 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 is this house messing with our perception hold up I pick up the plastic shotgun, and do I have to load a cap into it? Yeah, if you want. Like, it, it has a spot for him. Cool. I'll load a cap into it. I'll cock it, and I'll just aim it at one of the walls, and I'll pull the trigger. It's a normal cap gun. Give me a sand check. What a 
control. 94% failure out of 33. Eh, just one point of sand damage from this. Okay. I was thinking that these were actually real guns. And I just, they just look like toy guns. Florence, I, I doctor, doctor, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but your friend's fucked. This, I'm this entire. Putting on the goggles, can you see anything through them? Like, no, they they're just like... like little kid fake spy gear. There's nothing weird about these, just that they're here in a go bag for a covert agent. This is fucked. This entire situation is fucked. This house is fucked. Your friend is fucked. We need to get out of here and we need to, we need to solve this. <sighs> we need to, sh- we need to check the bedroom. Yeah, we need to deal with this because this whole house is one big fucking bag of evidence that no one else can notice. We have the saving grace of that right now, but hold up. And I want to roll another alertness to see if there's any like footsteps or any kind of movement since the door clicked or anything else like that outside of us. What's your alertness at? 51%. There's been nothing. All right, let's go to the bedroom. Jesus, I'm going to fucking lose it in this house. Just breathe. All right, we keep moving then. I'll cover the back again. Uh, the bedroom is a return back to the kind of normal of this house. It's like whoever was here last didn't bother f- making the bed especially well, but they made it. Someone was coming back to this house in theory, and maybe they got in a car crash. Maybe they just never came back for whatever reason. But yeah, it's just kind of there. Cables across stuff. Maybe a cable like shoots up through the center of the mattress of the bed for no reason, then goes into the wall, or then goes to the wall and runs across somewhere else random. So that's the whole house then, right? Except yeah. the bathroom, but even then. You know. And the kids' room, but you kind of looked in there. It's just like a kid's teenager's room. I mean, let's go back to the entertainment center then. How wide was that hallway? Was it enough to fit two people or just one? It's a normal house hallway, so like two people, a little bit kind of personal space uncomfortably down it. But yeah, it's like, it's probably about eight feet wide, give or take. Foxtrot. Yeah. Make a wall, walk through. Both of us, just Florence behind us. Or back to the entertainment center. In the middle. Yeah. It's not that I don't mind holding up the back. It's just if we encounter literally anything that I need to shoot at, I will miss and then it'll kill me. I got you. I got you. Well, where do you want me to cover? Like, you tell me what you want me to do. Well, want to go middle, Lawrence? Yeah. Okay. Let's just do a very standard hallway clear, you know? Okay. One go high, one go low. Someone covers a long range and then move up. I cover long range since I have the AK. So I can take back Lawrence will take middle and then you take front fire starter gotcha all right let's make it back to the entertainment center let's see what's on tv yeah so right as you kind of step back into sight of the entertainment center you realize the display has changed from that strange symbol to a countdown with 10 seconds left now it says your presentation will begin in kind of it's counting down from 10 I roll an alertness to see if there's anything that's like maybe been triggered around or like a trap or anything like that that could be springing soon uh, what's yeah? Give me a alertness check. Fifty-nine out of seventy success. As best you can tell, except for what's on these monitors, nothing has changed. Okay. Yeah. So the counter counts down, and the various kind of disjointed monitors. The image goes from separate things to merge into just one big version of that logo, and then that logo kind of fades into very stylized, what appears to be a video feed of someone sitting at a desk. I think kind of anonymous broadcast of some kind. What you're seeing is kind of an outline of a person backlit by just some kind of red lighting. You can see that they're most likely male sitting at a desk. You can't see any of their features and kind of behind them is just kind of a slow scrolling set of graphics that kind of hint towards surveillance and information and just kind of data. And maybe you see kind of an Excel kind of looking thing behind them flow through every once in a while. 
it's just kind of a general information driven filler. The person's kind of sitting there, kind of hands steepled, like almost like they're expecting you. Good evening, agents. It's been, well, I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Uh, I've been watching your work up until this point. It's so nice to meet, uh, kind of gestures still obscured by light, face to face like like this, if you will. Don't worry where I'm watching you from. I'm watching you from lots of places, as I'm sure you've gathered by now. But I figured it was time for us to have a little chat. I I can use your agent names if you're more comfortable with that. It does seem to be closer to the real you after all. I can use your, quote, legal names if that makes you more comfortable in this situation. But between you and me, we all know that Agent Francis was Agent Francis. Agent Faustus. What's Agent Faustus at the end of the day? Agent Foxtrot, despite his insistence on going by John, is at this point Agent Foxtrot. Agent Florence, yes, you're a doctor of some respect, but you're a Delta Green agent now. And Agent Firestarter, you're the new fly in the ointment, if you will. We had to scramble to find out stuff about you for this whole little thing we put together here for you. Surprisingly well hidden. Whoever did that, my congrats on that topic. Impressive work. We normally don't have to work as hard to find while our normal kind of gestures around to kind of indicate the wallpaper and other aspects you've come across. Well, our show here, if you will. Um, I'm sure you have questions. Uh, Let's get those out before we continue our talk. The floor is yours, agents. You know what to call us. What do we call you? This isn't that type of conversation. I, I do apologize for that. Think of it kind of like a game. I managed to figure out who you are, and if you'd known you were playing, you could have figured out who I am by now. I know it's a tad unfair, but the rules Delta Green plays by are unfair. It's kind of how we found ourselves in this uh, situation, if you will. We've met before. Personally, no, but I've met many agents. Some it's gone well, most it hasn't. You have a fascinating habit for looking at what could be monumental steps forward for humanity and choosing to just caveman all over it. What kind of questions are you willing to answer? Ones I feel are relevant, I suppose. I'm sure you have plenty. Think of this as, uh, well, you agents are used to operating under a need-to-know type of basis. Think of it kind of like that. Are you going to kill Francis? Francis is off the board. There's no benefit to taking him off the system. Could we? Sure. Hospitals are on networks. Life support systems are as well. It would just take a flip of a couple switches and the press of an enter key, and yeah, he'd he'd be over, but that seems cruel and unusual, and we don't think of ourselves as cruel and unusual. That's more your business. Do you want something from us? If I'm being honest, no. Well, not from you specifically, from organization from Delta Green, I want you all to die. You're the problem. And we're simply using your playbook to do what you've done for decades now. Kill with impunity, terrorize honest people, and generally do whatever the hell you felt like under the guise of self-righteousness. So why haven't you killed us now? The one thing you have that we don't is numbers. And if you figured out the way we do things by now, we we work smarter, not harder. 
you agents don't seem all that interested in understanding how the things you interact with work, and we can count on you to make bad decisions in face of such things, so we make mousetraps. Situations where we suspect we can slowly pick away at you, deplete your numbers over time. It's a war of attrition, and we have nothing but time for you agents are against constant clocks. What is this, blackmail? Think of it what you will. You've done surprisingly well. I thought we got you off the board in Vermont, but to come back from that, oh, sorry, most of you to come back from that, that that required special attention. And it's only been a couple agents that have required special attention to this point. And we put together this little, we'll call it fun house for you, if you will, for, for this proper meeting. Lawrence looks visibly pissed off when he like pointedly says some of you came back from Vermont. So I, I'll look over and say, okay, well, since we don't know your name, uh, I'll just call you asshole. And that's how we'll refer to you in this conversation. So asshole, my question to you is, which Delta Green agent hurt you that you have this vendetta? Because clearly this seems real personal. So who's got you all butthurt? In the same way that your work is personal to you, my work is, well, personal to me. Uh, I suppose I can give you that much. I know so much about all of you. Uh, Tough break about the whole acne situation, by the way, back in high school. I'm glad to see it cleared up some. But yes, uh, like you, I was many years ago approached. I worked a different job at that time. Uh, Something, as you can guess, similar to what I do now surveillance and was asked by uh, several agents to delete some footage and I did the first few times they approached me and then one time I got I got cured and I saw something that well it didn't make sense it appeared to be a monster of some kind what it was I've never fully figured out and I haven't bothered to really figure out since but as I'm sure you agents know a little knowledge goes a long way and once you know the truth about things you can peel more effectively. And I started saving the files and looking into them and looking into them. And eventually I had a fuller picture of it. And I had two realizations. One, there was a rogue organization of either federal agents or people pretending to be federal agents waging a private war against God knows what on U.S. soil without anyone holding them to task. Yeah, I remind you of your time in Chicago. Vicky O'Neill, arguably a innocent bystander of sorts, not a perfect person by any measure, I'll grant you that, but did she really deserve to be murdered in a basement? Couldn't you have dealt with that and left her alive? Did you have to put her family through the hardship they suffered after that, after their house was blown up, after their mother was apparently murdered, after their wife was murdered, apparently? You agents don't think about what you leave in your way. You just do the job and go away. And I found like-minded people, people that had been affected by agents such as yourself and had chose to dug a little bit deeper in, and they helped me find other answers. And that's when I learned about the truth. The truth is your organization is standing in the way. It didn't always stand in the way. That's the most baffling part. You go back far enough, there's a history of your predecessors being a little more open, a little more curious, a little more interested in how all of this works. And well, from there, it was just simply a matter of making new and larger friends, expanding my knowledge, expanding my resources, expanding my network. And, and now we're here. To be blunt, I can deal 
with multiple Delta Green agents simply by causing a point of interest for a variety of streamers in a remote town in the middle of nowhere. And you'll show up there and maybe I get one or two of you of that. And then I surrender another one a couple months later. Keep a calling card everywhere you go, huh? Not so much a calling card. I, I, I'm not a man without ego and some hubris. It's honestly a tad sad some of you haven't figured it out sooner. Um, I believe you figured it out. You, after all, looked on your phone in the car for my little eye symbol. It's not my real symbol. You've seen that one. That's more of a, call it a double fake. Think of it as a little sad joke of, I see you. Yeah, I got that. Some people don't even know they're offering up eyes for me to look through. Your friend in Savannah, after all, he didn't know I existed. We hadn't reached out for him, but his webcam was informative. A lot of people don't secure their networks, even when they do, not very well. You've seen my networking abilities. Even when they do, it really doesn't matter. That's true. Entertain me on this question. How old are you? Age, time, it's, it's such a concept. Really, it is. And why does it matter? I want to know how long you've been at this game. Not as long as I might have liked. My endeavors are relatively recent. I admit to losing track of time some. Uh, the Blu-ray versus HD DVD war was something I had to learn about in post, ever since I went underground and started my great work. When you have more important things to deal with, little details like what year it is kind of start to slip by you some. We're bad because we hurt people, but you have to know that the rituals, spells, whatever you want to call them that you're dealing with come at a price. All things come at a price. The issue is that you won't learn anything from the price. People pay the price and then you show up and just break things. You sacrifice their sacrifice to nothing. You delete any progress they may have made from that. I'm not saying it's perfect, but the fact that we shut our eyes and stomp about and scream until we can't hear anything is just ignorant. The fact that hundreds of people every year stumble into something that clues them into how all of this works. The fact that with minimal effort, I managed to figure out how all of this works. The fact that you've all figured out how some of this works and you haven't even tried means it's there for the taking, not hidden away. It's just about asking and then accepting and not being too afraid to deal with it. You know, in the global context, we're the only country that operates like this. Even the Canadians are more progressive on this topic. They at least try to understand what this is. They research it. They study it. I'm not saying they're perfect. They spend all their time hunting fucking Wendigos out in the woods. But eh, what can you do? Better than, I guess, being obsessed with deep ones. Parks momentarily has like a PTSD thousand yard stare when Wendigo is brought up. While we try to study some things here, I've even been tasked with it. Yes, but what's your first reaction? Your first move on the house was to try and break whatever was happening. Well, to be fair, you did lead us into an ambush. And you survived. We did. But if we're not careful, we won't survive. And that is the problem. You think of it as being careful. I think of it as being limited. If you simply step forth bravely and accept and reach out and make actual contact with what's behind all of this, it's not dangerous. It's welcoming. It shares information with you. It helps you so long as you help it. You've done to help it. 
So are you trying to get us to go on your side then? Have us defect Delta Green? Oh no, we don't want you. You're, by all measures, murderers and worse. At a minimum, you're domestic terrorists of some kind. And while we're not perfect, at least we're working towards something. You're working to keep the lid on a bottle that's been long broken off decades ago. What happens after we leave here? Everyone give me an alertness check. 41 out of 57 successes. Critical 44 out of 70. 75 out of 51 failure. All right. So if you succeeded, give me an unarmed combat. If you criticaled like Agent Foxtrot did, give me a dodge. 93 out of 66 failure. Uh, 40 out of 50 success. All right. So kind of while you're talking, Foxtrot, something just sets you off and you like at the last second just kind of like leap and dodge backwards or just kind of out of the way of something. Your comrades are not so lucky as just one of the various cables run about just kind of wraps itself around their bodies, like almost like a snake, lightning fast. Unfortunately, kind of, Florence, you try to get your arm up to try and give yourself a little more bracing, but this happens too quickly. Firestarter, it just gets you, and you kind of fall to the ground and starts constricting on you slowly. Man in the monitors kind of looks at you. Interesting. I didn't think any of you would get past that. Well done, Agent Foxtrot. Good use of all that training. After all, it's not paranoia if they're out to get you. Now, I initially planned of just keeping you here, but I suspect that'll be a bit of a problem with Agent Foxtrot on the move, so I'll leave you with this. Agent Florence, uh, your history of this organization has been nothing but fascinating. I did a little bit of digging into your past, and we found something truly amazing in your background. The fact that you haven't spent more time thinking about it is just a real demonstration of why you're not up to the type of work we're doing. You think about it all the time. The fact that you didn't realize that music is just a code, and codes can be translated into, well, anything. And the fascinating thing is that once you divorce it from music, you can translate it into a light pulse. A light pulse. Okay, uh, I mean, can I just roll like an intelligence check for Florence yep. to see if any of this makes sense to her? Yep. 56 out of 85 success. So you want to explain a little bit about Florence's exposure to the unnatural? Uh, yeah. So Florence spent some time in her early days at the CDC in Africa. She used to work on, well, still does work on the, um, I think it's called the, the emergency response team that the CDC has, where they go to outbreaks around the world that are particularly bad and quarantine people and treat them. Florence spent some time in a village uh, that was said to be being ravaged by Ebola when she looked deeper into the sickness trying to develop a treatment. She found something, well, she doesn't really know exactly what she found, but it was something that was unnatural, and it was killing people, and it was making them vectors. And through trial and error, Lawrence figured out that if you listen to a certain kind of music at a certain frequency, it would kill the virus, disease, or whatever, but in turn would kill anyone infected with it. So Florence, to stop this from spreading across the globe, 
was indirectly responsible for killing a large number of villagers, people who were sick. It was all chalked up to death by sickness. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so the light pulses that had been going off around the entire house you've been walking there, now that kind of this figure has said something, they've been the exact same tempo and pattern of what musical notes in that song or that kind of what that sound would be. You see, I think I understand. Really is quite fascinating, Agent Florence. Did you know that if you speed up the frequency of the song and play it backwards, it has the inverse effect? I'm not sure what you know about sound design, but you can cancel out a sound by playing its essential opposite at the same time. The two sounds overlap and the various waves cancel each other out. It's how sound isolation and negation works. Turns out the inverse of that uh, little frequency you found is what causes the disease in the first place. And normally it's conveyed across uh, human speech patterns or animals or an instrument, but through an LED, it's significantly more effective. With that, agents, I bid you adieu. We'll be seeing you, she says, and she grabs the cord with her, her elder signed hand. Yep. It kind of looks at you on the ground. Struggle all you want, agents. You're not getting out of here. It's been fun, I suppose. But every winning streak has to come to an end. Kind of screen goes back to the logo again of the octopus tentacle camera thing. Florence is like struggling on the ground, trying to exert the uh, elder sign on the cord, and she's shouting. I run over and uh, I pull my knife out that I have uh, on me and try to cut some of the wiring off. Before you do any of that, everyone give me a sand check. All right. Hey, I rolled 56 twice in a row. Success. Nice. Oh, shit. Uh, Three out of 31 success. Yes. I fumbled with a 44%. All right. So those of you that pass, you're going to take 1d4 sand damage from this. Everything about this is fucking impossible. This house is impossible. This person is impossible. Four. I'm projecting. All right. Handle that first. Goodbye, mother. You are a broken bond. If you didn't pass that. Oh. 1d10 sanity damage. Oh. Oh, I took the two, by the way. All right. I'm eating. Okay. A six. I'm I'm going to. uh, I'm going to go ahead and just try to offload that onto whoever. And I'm offloading one. Great. Um. And since you fumbled, you are just kind of foaming at the mouth through all of this. Like, this was too much. This broke you a little bit. Like, you're the new guy. You shouldn't have all these dossiers about you. I will also say that because of the fumble, the only Florence recognizes what's happening, the disease starts to manifest some. Like, the kind Uh. of physical signs of the disease start to show up on Firestarter first. Yeah, Florence is shouting, get me out of this foxtrot. Fuck. All right, so I go over and I use my knife to cut any of the uh, cables that are wrapped around uh, Florence. Give me a melee combat or a melee weapon with uh, plus 10 on it. Melee weapon plus 10? Yep. All right. 38 out of 50 success. Yeah, so you start cutting away at this. It's fighting you, though. Like, it's very actively trying to hold itself together. It takes a lot of effort to get her out of this. But yeah, you do kind of manage to cut through this weird constrictor type of thing, and Florence is now free. 
as part of this disease, Firestarter is just kind of catatonic. He started to kind of spasm back and forth some in his kind of wrap of wires. Florence is going to quickly pull out her phone. Is it working? Yep. She's going to pull open her music and play that song while, like, directing John to help cut Firestarter out. Yep. Okay. I'll attempt to cut him out. All right. So before that, uh, Firestarter, give me a 1d6. Two. All right. So you're going to take two damage and kind of, like, you start to bleed from your eyes and your ears some. Like, you you throw up in your mouth a little bit. Uh, You're not feeling good. Am I coherent? You're coherent, but you're also just like in full-on medical failure mode. Gotcha. So Firestarter in this instance would absolutely be a, a fight in a fight-or-flight situation. So I will just struggle, or not even struggle. I will just kind of spasm. Yeah, just twitch. So I will say, uh, the kind of his movements are making it harder to try and cut him out. Like Florence can try help pinning him down. You just gotta try and make the cut yourself. Florence will like put a knee down on him while holding like this the, the phone close to him and yep. her her she's getting yeah. ready to like use her hand elder signed hand if needed. Yep. I'm gonna put my weight down on him as well when I do the, the the cutting of the cables. Yep. All right. So Florence, give me a strength check to try and hold him in place better. Can I do unarmed instead? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Sixty two failure. Yeah. So kind of. Firestarter is a beefy dude. He kind of like yeah. drives back and kicks you really hard for 1d4 damage. Hit me with a d4, buddy. I'm sorry. It's not it's my okay. fault. Or I'm calling it now. No, please. That's enough. But no, I did heal her for four, though. Or medical, <laughs> medical stuff for four. <laughs> yeah, Firestarter, roll the damage you're doing. Oh, I'm rolling it? Yeah, let's do that damage. Oh my god. Why me? A fucking course. <laughs> four. So I've got a question. Uh, does armor apply? Yeah, I'll say armor applies in this case. It is a hit still. Okay. Yeah, it's not armor piercing. So like Florence, that the armor absorbs it all, but she's small, so she like goes down to like hold his legs down, and she gets kicked and like yeah. stumbles back. All right. Well, when that happens, I like I said, I throw my body weight on him to try to restrain as I cut him out. So what I'm saying is, you can only hold him or you cut in the same thing. You can't do both. Okay, then I'll go for the cut. Yep. So because Florence has been kind of kicked off, uh, give me a a melee weapon at minus 10, because he's still kind of like twitching out and not being responsive to the outside world. Uh, Let me see that critical. 17%. I I succeeded. Yeah, so you kind of cut him out of this. He is just dead weight on the ground, like no longer in danger of the kind of cables wrapped around him. And the music seems to be helping some, like it's... You can physically see the disease symptoms retracting some. I look over at Florence and say, make the call. What do we do? Fucking drag him. Let's go. I'm going to drag him towards the, uh, I guess we're heading out of the building towards the front door. Yep. Give me alertness while you're doing this. Sounds good. Me too. Yep. Both of you can. 12 out of 70 success. 40 out of 57 success. Yeah. So you both witness as you're dragging Firestarter through this room. The cables in the room are repositioned to cover any exit. Window, door, hole in the wall, maybe. Like, anything you could, in theory, bust out of the house, the cables are rapidly moving to get to that. Are we closer to a window than the front door? A little bit, yeah. Okay, Florence is just going to take the shotgun she has, and it has Elder Shot in it. She's just going to fucking blow open the window. All right, so yeah, just, just shoot the window. 
Uh, yeah, and she's going to dive out. Yeah, window shatters big. Uh, give me an athletics check to see if you beat the kind of cables. 60 failure. Nah, so you get to the window and kind of the cables just make a barrier there. It's a net. It hits you and kind of it starts to try and wrap itself around you some. Give me a dodge. Uh, can I fight back against it instead? Yes, you absolutely can fight back instead, yeah. One, critical success. Yeah, so you manage to kind of rip yourself free and grab a chunk of it and you rip it off the wall and you do expose the window now. So very Yeah, I mean, with back. a one, can I like like crawl through the window? and? Nope, but the window is clear for the time being. All right, cool. So I'm going to pick up Firestarter and just charge towards that opening. Give me athletics. 68 out of 55 failure. You don't quite make it there. Firestarter's heavy. He's dead weight. He's, this is a very bad situation. Give me the alertness. All right. Alertness. One critical. You smell gas. Fuck. And you also notice that display on the screens have now all swapped to a countdown again. How much time is on the countdown since I got a critical? Two minutes. Two minutes? Okay. So when I failed my athletics check, did I still carry? I mean, I know I didn't get out, but is it just... it was? You made like halfway there, yeah. You were kind of halfway across. That's why you can smell the gas and Florence can't. She's by an open window. Okay. I'm going to yell at Florence and say, there's gas, get the fuck out of here, as I try to pick up Firestarter and attempt basically get to that opening again yeah can florence just crawl through the window yes but i will say that if you do that there's a decent chance the stuff will close up behind you i think what florence is gonna do is like climb out the window and take off her glove that has the elder sign around it and just start batting any of the uh the wires that come close to it all right if i can do that yeah i'll say probably sitting in the door like you're almost like in the window frame at that point if you're sitting on it almost I'm like I'm like more out than I am in. So John told her to get out. So she's assuming John can jump through before they wrap back up. Uh, so she is going to climb out. Yep. All right. I try to carry Firestarter through, or yeah, carry him through and jump through the opening. Give me athletics. Eighteen out of fifty-five success. Yes, you successfully make it to the window with Firestarter. You can't really jump because, again, he's dead weight, but if you want to, like, feed him out the window, you could definitely do that. Well, I mean, if if it's a window, can't I just, like, just, like, headbutt dive straight through with carrying him? You're carrying a grown adult male. It's kind of a a bit of a maneuver at that point. I could use his body as, like, leverage, though, since I've been running with the momentum, can't I? Eh... I'm not technically running to the window and then stopping and then going through. Like, I'm trying to bull charge. So, I'm like, I'm using the momentum of him also to just kind of push through. Yeah, so I've given you that you got critical on that. Just the six and athletics means you get there fast enough that's not closed up again. Again, like, remember, this thing is trying to close itself up. There is like a net reforming to stop you from using the window, too, while this is happening. Okay. I get to the window. Is the opening small enough or open enough that I can feed? fire starter through it yeah like throw him out the window yep okay yeah uh, that, that'll let you do it. i'll let you say you can get him out the window and kind of get there in the same turn because that's momentum at that point you're not it's like yeah it's it, it'd be one thing it was just like a big four by eight open window but it's not like it's a thing's rapidly being filled back in by a spider whip of cable all right well i chucked fire starter out the fucking window <laughs> all right give me a strength check all right 86 out of 55 failure it's not a great throw, but Firestarter still gets out. 
got to take one point of damage you kind of like hit the ground hard and elegant because again you are dead weight unfortunately fire starter it's a character i'm playing so at the critical moment he will become useless yep <laughs> it's horrible luck man <laughs> all right florence fire starter gets thrown unconscious kind of very visibly rapidly recovering but still not there mentally kind of thing hits the ground hard with a bit of a thudding sound you can see the kind of spider web of these cables rapidly filling in the hole. There's still enough space that maybe Foxtrot can get out, but it's not a guaranteed thing. If he fails once, he's not supposed to get out of there. Florence is just going to yell clear in the window and just take one shotgun blast at them with Elder Shot. All right. I will duck. Yeah, so give me a dodge. 24 out of 50 success. Yeah, you dodge out of the way of this blast. It just kind of tears into these cables. It's weird. You swear you hear it scream as the pellets hit inside of it. Give me a uh, sand check. 48 out of 29 failure. Give me 1d4 sand damage. Okay. Four. And it's not past my new breaking point yet. You're not quite a raving lunatic, but yeah, you got to eat that. You're going to offload it. Can you offload anyone at this point? I can only offload it to Florence. Oh, well, actually, I can offload to Firestarter because there's two. I mean, he is kind of the camper and the getaway plan, so it kind of makes sense if you're holding resentment off of this dude. He thought he was good, then he was just absolute shit in, at the critical moment. Oh, I feel bad unloading on you this time. Yeah, you can also take the sand damage. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just asking if you are. I'm helping you rationalize something. Like, there's no hard feelings in it. Like, just step into the mind of John and see how angry he is. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll offload on Firestarter then. <laughs> Let's see the 1d4 for the Pout Test. Okay, two. Does that burn the bond or nah? Uh, it does, yes. <laughs> so you saved this guy's life, but you're just pissed. Cool. All right, yeah, the hole is open again. You just want to go out the window? Yeah, I'm going to fucking dive out that fucking window. Yep, out the window you go. No check on that required. It's a big gaping hole after the shotgun blast. And the outside, Florence is kind of standing there, shotgun in hand. People are now looking at you, though. That people registered type of thing. The few people that are outside are kind of aware something weird's going on. Fire sort of got started to come out of it. He's starting to kind of regain consciousness. What do you do? The car, let's go. I don't know what's going on, so I'm going to just follow Florence's lead. Yeah, and I'll help him get up because I know I threw him through. So, like, he's coming to you, so I'm going to help yeah. pick him up and drag, like, basically support him getting up and walking him over to the car. Yeah, makes sense. The dome lights work this time. The cabin lights are functioning now. Lawrence is driving. Before we go, though, is there anything that is... Actually, do I? Do we still have... Um, I know we got a bunch of stuff from Pine. Is there a flare... Or any kind of like a flare gun or anything that would like an incendiary inside the vehicle? There's an incendiary inside fucking fire starter. I mean, I already set up the burn for the outside. Yeah, those lighters and stuff, too. You could definitely toss one of those in if you wanted to. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to toss a lighter or whatever inside. I'll just say you can do that, too. It's pretty simple to do. You're outside at this point. People are starting to stare. So you kind of toss the lighter inside, go back to the car and hightail it out of there. Yeah. Yeah, as Florence is getting into the car, she's going to take out her CDC badge and not actually, like, flash it, but she's going to yell, FBI, everyone get back in your houses now. Give me a charisma check. I rolled a persuade check. Yes, you can roll a persuade check, definitely. 
11 critical success. Yes! God. So people see this, they're like, oh shit, they all start running for their house, they're kind of running to get away from this weirdness. Congratulations. Yeah, Florence is fucking, like, pulls out a, like, a commanding scream voice that she's never done before. Nice. Just one more step to become a handler. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, and with that crit, you do not need to take the drive test because everyone's all distracted. It's kind of the chaos is ensuing. Yeah, so fighter goes in, and you just hear a blast happen. House hasn't totally gone up yet, though. It's, you get that kind of explosion from gas fire going. You get in the car, and I'm assuming you just hightail it out of here at this point. As we're going, Florence, like, connects her phone to, like, the Bluetooth speakers and blares that, that song. Sure. Just fucking blares it. And you kind of rock it out of there. In the distance, kind of behind you as you're driving away, you see the house just go up. Not gas explosion, like C4 explosion or something goes off in the house, and it's just gone. A big pillar of fire and debris kind of goes off, and you drive off. You just drive for a little bit, just to kind of put as much distance between you as you can. Uh, well, what do you do after you kind of get a safe distance away? Oh, we're going to the CDC. CDC? Yeah, I gotta check our blood. Alright, yeah. You go to the CDC? Yeah, she basically walks in and basically says she needs a lab and just gives some bullshit excuse like, we've got some volunteers for a, a study. You mean persuade? 57 out of 69 success. It's a little bit unusual, but kind of, yeah, you've got the credentials, you are CDC personnel, like, they kind of get you to a lab eventually. Yeah, I'm playing that music in the lab on, yep. like, the lab speakers, and Checking, like drawing blood from all of us, checking all of our blood, making sure we're not infected, or if we are, to like, we're staying here until it's defeated. A little bit of time passes, you take some blood, initially it shows you all have the problem, but after a couple of hours, you all seem fine. Music seems to be doing its thing, Some maybe the light is slightly different how it works, or something like that. Medically, you all are fine after kind of a short period of time. I have a question. Hmm? So, does Florence now know how to create this disease? Hypothetically, yes. If she knew how to do the electronics things, yeah. Like if she if she knew how to do the sound editing, the answer would be yes. Hypothetically, yeah. Also, any unnatural gain from learning that? Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that in a second. Cool. Kind of, so as you're all kind of sitting in the CDC recovering, uh, Firestarter kind of it's been roughest on you in a weird way, kind of thing. You're all gonna pick up four points of unnatural though, just from kind of the exposure of all of whatever the hell that house was. Firestarter is going to weakly reach into his jacket pocket and pull out a flask and just knock it back. It is tasteless, tasteless alcohol in your current state. Oh, no. As the dust settles and it all, like, kind of seeps in that, you know, this this thing that Florence dealt with years ago is so easily replicated. The fact that she knows that just kind of has her like in the corner of the lab sitting against a wall with her like hands, uh, her, yeah, her head in her hands. Our starter reaches into his jacket again and pulls out another flask and raises up. This one I can share. Does anyone need it? Florence just holds up a hand in the negative. I just kind of toss it over to her and just has it slide across the room. Call Pine. Yeah, I'm going to lay here. One of y'all can do that. Are you trying to call Pine? Yeah. You can't get a hold of her, but kind of when the phone call times out, you do get a message with travel kind of accommodations to get back home. Okay, Florence will text the number and say, call me ASAP. 
the number bounced back. I could not reach sender. Oh, fuck. We've got travel plans back home. What are you? What are you all doing? Do we want to split up? Is that a good idea? Unless we hear back from Pine, no. I don't think we should. I live two hours from here. If you all are okay, my apartment is big enough. Look, we could all crash there if need be. If we get on a plane and we go back to Atlanta, I have money in case we need supplies. We are, I don't know. Well, wherever we go, we need to do it together. Foxtrot, you would know that splitting up while also not necessarily a good idea would make it harder for all of you to be a target at once. There's benefits to being in a group. There's also benefits to scattering for a little bit. It's harder to kind of track. Also, two of you live local. You wouldn't have to get on a plane. It's really only Florence that has to. Perhaps we just stay in contact with each other. I can make excuses to make regular flights out here. It's like, what, a three or four hour flight. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel good splitting up, especially when we're still just on this weird high, like just this weird point right now of this mission. And it'd be easier. It'd be harder for them to keep track of all of us. But let's be honest, whoever the fuck this guy is, he has no problem keeping tabs on us anyway. That's true. So it doesn't matter. Handler question. Hmm? Would I know any other teabag areas or teabag safe houses? Nah, those are kind of kept close to the vest. It's not clear if anyone but Tranche knows where those are. Gotcha. I know that it's not ideal because this is local to you two here, but if I'm taking out money out in California after my supposed death, my account's going to lock. It's going to be a lot of hoops to jump through. We want access to a cash flow. I mean, I can set you guys up in apartments. We can stay in the same apartments close by. We can change every night which apartment we're staying at. Well, like I said, if, I think as long as we stay within the same area, it's fine. I mean, I've got no attachments to my home, so I'll throw it on the market tomorrow and I'll go. Okay. Um, I'm going to grab my stuff and I'm just going to dip, I guess, or I'm just going to, yeah. I could take the train, I could take a plane, wherever, but Atlanta is, I guess. Atlanta seems like the safe, the safest bet. We'll go with you to pick up your things. Yeah. Uh, we can stop by and pick up your stuff as well, John, if you need it. Nope, not attached to any of it. We can leave it. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get out of here. All right. I can't drive, so who is it? I guess I'll drive. Cool. You keep trying to get Pine on the phone. In the meantime... Yeah, Florence is just going to go through a backlog of numbers she knows for Pine. And if none of them are working, she's going to call Agent Tranche. Yeah, no one's picking up at this exact point in time. She will text Tranche and it'll just say Pine's number ASAP. Yeah, no one gets back to this exact second. But so the plan is go pick up Foxtrot stuff, go pick up Firestarter stuff, then go to Atlanta Hall as a group. I think so. I think it's just Firestarter stuff. Sorry, yeah, just Firestarter stuff. Yeah. You're careful. It takes a couple of days to kind of pull this off covertly, but hey, you all make your way back to Atlanta. Do you go to Florence's house? Uh, where are you going for this? I'm extra paranoid now. There's a woman who moved into my house during our time in Vermont. I mean, it makes sense. She's just renting, but I don't want to stay around her in case she's part of this bigger, you know. Look at Florence and I say, what does she look like by any chance? Uh, Florence will describe her. I don't know if it's like an intelligence check to like remember. Does any of her features actually match or 
Like, is she the same as like the neighbor that I had that moved in recently at all? No, they, they're not the same person. That's what you're asking. No, they're not like replicants or something. Okay, cool. I'll look at Florence and say, no, I had somebody also move into my house, my area fairly recently. And fuck him if he's tied to this. I mean, we can all go back to the house if you want to suss it out. I know we can't do anything to her. She's on the lease. It's fine. Let her stay there. We've uh, we can uh, find somewhere else to stay. We'll um, stay close to where my girlfriend is. She's another abled body person. If we really need her, I would very much not like that to be the case. But if we really needed her, I think you, Firestarter, and her would get along. You're both firefighters. No shit. So you kind of get a temporary apartment in Atlanta near where Florence's not quite ex, but also definitely technically an ex-girlfriend is at? Yep. All right, cool. So this is your chance for a home scene. I don't think I need to go over the fallout. You kind of naturally did that all by your own. But so you have time for a quick home scene if you want. It's going to be a little bit different because you're out of your element and, well, all three of your cases. But to remind you what you can do, you can fulfill responsibilities. You can go back to nature. You can try and establish a new bond. You can go to therapy, which is a bit of a stretch in this situation. You can attempt to improve a skill or a stat. You can kind of pursue a personal motivation. You can get some special training, or you can stay on the case. It's also studying the natural. Hasn't anyone gotten back to us yet? No, no one's gotten back to you, actually. Nixing new bond because I can't trust anybody right now. Fulfilling responsibilities is difficult seeing as how all my responsibilities are like home based. No, I'll you like call the mo and stuff like that. If you want to call like your daughter or something like that, you can do that via the phone and kind of try and check in some there. I don't know if you noticed on my character sheet that my daughter is no longer a bond. I had forgotten that, but I was using it as an example of what you could in theory do. Yeah, I believe you can do some of this bond stuff remotely. Like people go away for times for work and stuff like that. You still can keep close. But yes, fair point. Can I like meditate or like could I like listen to some self-help tapes or anything else like that or try to like go out into nature to recover some sanity? Yeah, so you can go out into nature, kind of back to nature to recover some sanity. You want to do that? Yes. I'd also say like we can if you want to do like telehealth or something, that's a thing I'll assume exists in our Delta universe. If you want to try and get some via the internet psychotherapy. Or you're you're an alcoholic technically, right? Yes. Go to AA. Well, you can probably use that as therapy in some way or shape or form. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I'll go to AA. All right. So you are going to therapy. How truthful are you being? As much as I can without uh, spilling the beans. So you're getting right up next to the line, I guess, is the way of thinking. Of it. All right, cool. Yes. Give me a luck check. A luck check? Oh, yep, God. Give me a luck check. 99% fumble. Are you fucking kidding oh. me right now? <laughs> so you actually go down one sand point because you're up there. Let's put this out, actually. So you're at this AA meeting. A bunch of strangers you don't know are looking at you. What do you start talking about? Hi, my name is David. Um, I'm new to this area. Kind of homeless, I guess. Uh, I've been going through some work stuff. And it's been difficult, to say the least. And it's taking a toll on me. And I don't know how to, I mean, I don't know how to even describe it. I mean, I I'm, I'm, I have alcohol on me right now, even. I don't even know why I brought it in with me. I mean, it's like right here in my jacket pocket. And I just pull out my flask. And as I'm going through this AA meeting, I'm like trying to find the words 
uh, to even share. And I just am getting so frustrated as to not being able to talk about anything or any kind of relevant help that is going to be useful for me. And people are becoming more increasingly disturbed by my actions and whatnot as I'm trying to like try to find these words and I'm just making these grunts, whatever have you. And then like without even thinking, I open up the flask and I just start drinking and trying to trying to talk about it, but getting increasingly frustrated, even this is so kind of like make a quick motion with my hands and I spill the drink and it like spills on somebody and I'm just getting more and more unhinged until I think the whoever is leading the AA meeting is like, David, 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 I'm sorry, but like you need to step out like we can't have you here. You're causing harm to those around you. That's how I feel like it would play out. No, yeah, that's what Scott said. Exactly what I was thinking. Like you, you are visibly, and not just like passively, but like actively drinking in an AA meeting, which is a big no-no. And you're just ramping up the crazy. Like, so like you start talking faster. Like you are, you're having more than a breakdown there. Like it's the this is AA. This is in a room full of people that have hit rock bottom. It's like you're scaring them. That's that. Florence, what do you do with your home scene? I would stay on the case but I'm god-awful at staying on the case. Yep. So I am just going to fulfill responsibilities. All right. And who are you fulfilling that responsibility with? Definitely not my mother. Okay. My mother is broken. Is your mother bond totally gone? It's broken. It's broken. So I will say that, like, when you get back, there's just a collection of, like, when you finally check your phone, your real phone, it's just chock full of irate messages from your mom and one from your new roommate kind of being like, hey, you, you need to come by the house at some point. Your mom showed up here screaming about some stuff. I don't know what's going on, but you need to stop by at some point, please. Florence will call her mother first. She doesn't even pick up. Florence will leave her a voicemail and say, I don't know what's gotten into you, but you're scaring people. You're almost as bad as dad. I need you to lose my phone number and you need to stop coming around. And if you fucking don't, I'll call the police and I'll tell them everything. She'll hang up. It's about fulfilling responsibilities. Who, who are you fulfilling these responsibilities with? Uh, the girlfriend. All right. Yeah, you and the girlfriend are still not in a great place. Uh, she appreciates that you're here, closer. It's weird. You're obviously acting a tad strange through all of this. 94 failure. What do you try and do? Try and like the girlfriend on a date you stop by the apartment again like what is the bond with the girlfriend like at this point it's at a three so it's not it's still bad yeah it's not yeah good. it's bad so florence will ask if she can come over for like dinner one night she says yes and florence comes over but she's kind of extra paranoid now so when she gets there she's like checking windows and stuff and yeah always checking her phone occasionally and when the subject comes up to like what florence has been up to because her excuse has always been like, you know, I've been out doing my CDC stuff. And she just kind of offhandedly says, I uh, I got tapped a couple of months back to work with a uh, joint task force against a lot of dangerous people. Domestic bioterrorists, basically. So I was, that's what I'm up to. And it's not a satisfying excuse. I don't know if she believes her or not, but yeah. Doesn't make things better. And I guess kind of as you're wrapping up the evening, she's like, hey, I, I'm not sure where we're at right now, but I need you to go by the house. The tenant's having all types of problems with your mom. You just smooth that over. And I think she broke something or something. I'm not 
it's your house, so go deal with it. Um, I am kind of okay. I'll I'll deal with it. No rush. You can take a week or two if you want. I know how busy you are these days with all this types of stuff. Sounds like they're keeping you real busy at work. I, yeah, just just go by at some point. Let her know she's safe, et cetera, et cetera. No rush. Uh, hey, look, I'm going through some stuff. We're uh, all going through some stuff. Your stuff yeah. is not more important than mine. No, I'm sorry, I'm... you vanished for how many months again? Do you want to start this shit again? I was just going to say, I think because it's not fair to you, I think that for now, if you want, we should just be friends and hang out sometimes and see where that goes. But I'm going to have to go away for work a lot. And sometimes I get shot at and I don't want you having to deal with me just disappearing for weeks at a time because work calls or I get shot and I have to spend a week or two in a hospital somewhere and they can't call anyone because it's classified. So you work for the goddamn CDC who shoots at the CDC. A lot of bad people. I mean, wild act. Did you hear about the terrorist attack in New York? Yeah, I heard about it. Those kinds of people. Fine. Whatever. Go do what you need to. We'll talk. Bye. And she'll leave. Yeah. Last but not least, Agent Boxtrot. I want to recover sand damage or sanity points. Back to nature is probably your best bet for that. All right, then that's what I want to do. Um, actually, would back to nature or just therapy be the best? Therapy is better. Yeah, because he's got therapy. bad sand at this point. Okay. So, what is Agent Foxtrot's version of therapy? Like, is it? Is finding a stranger in a park to talk to or something? Like, is it going and finding some more buddy or some, like, military people to drink with? Like, how does Agent Foxtrot handle therapy, for lack of better phrases? He doesn't seem like a talk-your-feelings-out-in-an-office type of person. Hmm. Okay. I have a scenario, and I want to run it by you. I want to see what you think. All right. So, what I want to do, hypothetically, is I can go see a therapist in the military sure and a since the nature of my work is secret they obviously can't tell anyone a and b obviously that's part of the rules of therapy that you can't discuss it unless you're suicidal so i'm gonna go and i'm just going to the idea is that i'm gonna very much deadpan tell him what's going on with me well so you can tell him some of the covert stuff you can't tell him unnatural stuff. That's uh, that's a whole other kind of thing. I mean, you can, whether they believe you or not or don't think you're crazy is a separate topic. But I will say the bonus for being honest is more than not, I guess. Like, so do you want to just kind of deadpan, lay it all on the line? You know what? Yeah, I want to just deadpan all lay right. it on the line and just either they don't think I, they think I'm bullshitting but at least I got it off my chest, yeah. I guess. I'm not charismatic, so they're probably not going to believe me saying dumb shit like that. Yeah. You're just roping a random-ass therapist into the Delta group. I mean, maybe this person you talked to in that house had a point. Like, this is, again, some self-serving Delta Green actions. But, yeah, let's see that luck check. Okay. Come on, baby. 56 What? On the dot. 
on the wow. dot. <laughs> Literally 50 success. All right. Let's see that 1d6 of Sandy recovery. Come on. Yeah. Very nice. Nice. All right. So you successfully recover four points of sanity. So all these home scenes kind of play out over the span of a week. It's weird, though. Like, you feel like someone's maybe following you a little bit. You can't shake this feeling that something's up. Florence, do you finally get around to going to the house? Florence asks Firestarter and Foxtrot to come with her. All right, cool. You all go to the house? Yep. Yeah, so the roommate's there, and she's very actively freaked, and you kind of, Florence, you kind of, you come in the door with two not very Florence-looking friends, I guess. How do you explain all of this? I don't. Fair enough. She's like, your mom's been here. It's been a problem. Uh, she tried to break in. Where the fuck have you been, by the way? Like, she's been trying to reach you. Like, does she offer meds or something? What's the, what's up with her? She is fucking crazy sometimes. Uh, no shit. She tried to break into the house at 2 a.m. a couple days ago. <sighs> I, Tell me where she tried to break in. She leads you around the house. There's a variety of kind of break-in like, points where she tried to break in. Like, she very actively tried to like smash the door at one point. There's a broken window. This person's kind of newspapered over. At any point, are you kind of alone with your accidental roommate, for lack of a better phrase? I guess that's a question for Foxstarter, Firestarter. Uh, no, I'm sticking close to Florence. I sure shit don't trust this person, considering that Florence was cautious of them, considering they moved in and there was kind of like this weird, like, uh, and I'm already paranoid as is. So, no, I'm not leaving her alone. Sure. Seeing somebody else who's acting a little bit crazier than Firestarter makes Firestarter feel a little bit better about himself, so he's just going to walk around as well. Yeah. Look, if she tries to break in again, just call the fucking police. Yeah, I know, I know. Jesus, it, I didn't expect to be living by myself like this. I I got told you'd be here some, but I, yeah, I, if you ever came back, I guess that you'd be here some. Ah, uh, fuck up. Uh, where, where are my manners? Can I offer you all like a drink or something? Some water, some tea? I, I know I could use some tea right now. My ears perk up hearing tea and I get real fucking suspicious. I'd like to do an alert check. Yeah, I want a human in her too. <laughs> yeah. Can I roll an alertness to see if there's anything odd? Yep. 44% critical. Oh, there's something squirrely going on. It's weird. Like, you've been following her throughout the house. You've been observing her. You, you both have. Foxtrot a little bit more closely because Foxtrot is Foxtrot, but it's weird. She doesn't seem that really concerned about the break, and it almost feels like bad acting of some kind. And it's at this point that you kind of like you all get a text. It just reads "get down," drops to the floor immediately. Yeah, I look at floors and just drop to the floor. Fire starter. I drop. I dropped immediately when I saw that. So. You hit the ground and suddenly from, you're guessing across the street, medium caliber, like assault rifle rounds, just comes streaming through the wall where Florence's roommate was standing and just rip into her. At around the same time, the front door just flies off its hinges in and two people come streaming in. They both have automatic weaponry. They're both kind of wearing tactical gear. Both of them are wearing Kevlar vests that have the words Atlanta SWAT kind of hastily spray paint stenciled onto them. And they start clearing rooms. One's wearing kind of a flannel shirt with a ponytail under a baseball hat, under a gas mask. And she kind of comes to the room with you and just starts unloading into Florence's roommate. And kind of when the clip's done, she just drops it and starts hacking at it with an axe she had at her belt. And then kind of dumps some weird powder on, lights it on fire. This walk and kind of grabs Florence and Foxtrot and kind of drags them out of the room, some on the ground. 
and the body of Florence Rubin just goes up. As it's going up, it erupts into a mess of cable tentacles that just starts screaming as this powder bursts into flames. Person pulls off the mask. It's trench. She goes, I got your calls. Pine's dead. We're extracting you. Yeah. What? <laughs>